Adrizio De La Cruz is a former Y Combinator visiting partner. He is a Dominican immigrant raised in Harlem after initially dropping out of college and joining the Air Force. He eventually went on to receive his MBA from Wharton, co-founded Arcus, which was eventually acquired by MasterCard. He is the author of the upcoming book, The Underdog Founder, How to Go from Unseen to Unstoppable. Welcome, Adrizio. Hey, George, thank you so much for that kind intro. Thank you for having me. Excited to talk to you. Yeah, excited to have you on the show. Tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Absolutely. So uh, as, as you mentioned, I, I wound up uh, writing a book called The Underdog Founder. I, and what I discover is it's all about educating people and empowering people uh, to look at their obstacles and thriving life, not in spite of their obstacles, but because of them. So to dig deeper into like my background, I, I my first endeavor in entrepreneurship was actually selling guavas <laughs> in front of my house uh, when I was in a, growing up in Santo Domingo. I used to sell those uh, for about 25 cents, and I used to use the proceeds to buy actual candles for my family because sometimes electricity would go out. After that, immigrated to Harlem, uh, which was kind of a, a, cult, a rude awakening to what uh, New York was. Uh, this is early 90s, pre-Giuliani. And, and just witness a lot. Witness a lot from, you know, being assaulted, being robbed at gunpoint, uh, uh, being exposed to, to gang violence, police brutality. Uh, I lost my best friend to, to a gang all by the age 18. So that was my worldview by the time I was 18. So I had a choice. I can either be a victim or can be a victor. Uh, I try to uh, escape my circumstances by uh, going to college and joining the Air Force. But that was short-lived because my parents uh, needed my help making ends meet. So I wound up dropping out of both uh, to become an airplane, airplane mechanic. Believe it or not, <laughs> I was an airplane mechanic for six years uh, out of JFK Airport uh, and decided to go back to college uh, age 22. Yeah. Went to community college, then city college, and after after so many years, kind of going back and forth, ups and flows, I decided, hey, if I'm going to go back to college, might as well get the best job in the world. And at the time, that was investment banking. My investment banks didn't want a Dominican immigrant that came from the projects yeah. as, a, as an investment banker. So I just kept studying, kept kind of honing my skills, kept doing research, kept networking until I broke in a, as an intern. And probably that internship into a full time offer at JP Morgan. Uh, and then after that, I just kind of decided, like, wow, this is that was such a shift in my life, George, because it was I had gone from being a blue collar worker, wearing coveralls, working nights and weekends, coming home, spending like fuel, to now wearing a Brooks Brothers suit with my own assistant. So that was a, that was a, a 180, complete 180. And what happens is that you tend to believe more in yourself. So, uh, Instead of imposter syndrome, I kind of believed more that I could do more. So that's when I discovered kind of like I believe and I wanted to be in that ecosystem because all my colleagues at JP Morgan were from Ivy Leagues. I, I decided I was going to apply, but there's a test called the GMAT, which I'm sure you're familiar with. Uh, test runs from like 0 to 800. So typically to get into an Ivy League, you got to get like a 700 or 750. I wound up getting a, a 570. <laughs> that was my highest score, man. And and I apply and I said to myself, hey, I'm going to apply with my story, not my score. That's that's who I am. I'm not a number. I am a, I am a story. And, you know, I, I am all about distance travel. Um, I apply, lo and behold, I got in. 
And again, you know, right into Wharton, it was another kind of another leap, you know, being surrounded with people that were just smarter than me uh, and have walked different paths of life. It just kept opening my horizons. And I just kept kind of feeding kind of my confidence uh, to the point where I said to myself, when I finish business school, I'm going to start a company. And that's a company I started in 2013, which I ultimately sold uh, to MasterCard in 2021. What a story. And thank you, brother. <laughs> thank you. Brother. I, I think it's extraordinary. <laughs> and, and there's so many valuable things. I, I, I'm interested in talking more about the making a decision to either be a victim or a victor. I'm interested in in thinking about yourself as just a number and a large sea of numbers or seeing yourself as an individual. These are all the really, really important things. But just your perspective, how how much were you thinking about your perspective moving from selling 25 cent guavas to living in a really horrible environment in Harlem? It, you know, it's like, or, or, or is it just day to day? Uh, I kind of just, at that time, at that age, I would love to say I figured it out, but I was just kind of going, rolling with the punches as best as I could. Uh, part of me felt like I was always a fish out of water. Like I grew up in the Dominican Republic where everybody's a great dancer or a great baseball player. I am neither. I was neither <laughs> like a... I was I was this chubby kid that had man boobs that couldn't dance and couldn't hit a fastball. Uh, so I, I, just, I just I was fish out of water there, and then I immigrated to South Bronx or Harlem, and you know I was the you know limited kid in the projects where I just couldn't speak English, uh, and I just wasn't as cool as everybody else. Like, um, but I think being a fish out of water in, in every ecosystem when it was. Santo Domingo, Harlem, or make you know airplane maintenance, or JP Morgan, or Wharton, kind of gave me an advantage because it, it, I could never feel comfortable, and I was always I always had the perspective that I'm I'm going to learn from my environment, and I am going to work my ass off no matter what, no matter what the circumstances, and if I could do those two things, something good will eventually happen. Like, I have no idea what's going to happen. And I have no control how the environment reacts. But I do have control of how I approach it from a learner mindset and what I do, which is be maniacal about execution and getting things done and working really hard, moving as fast as possible. You know, I was never the smartest kid or the most networked kid. I just knew I had those two things in me. And if I kept doing that over and over again, Ultimately, I was in XT, which is ultimately how I think I got here today. Yeah, it turns out you were right. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, and that's exactly what I want to like teach in the book. I want to give that perspective. But not give the perspective from here I am, follow what I did. But in, in fact, the opposite is like, here are all the things that I did wrong. These are some of the things I did right. So you, the reader can put it into perspective and can take that knowledge and apply it to where they are. Uh, so the book, I take the approach of kind of being radically candid about all my errors, mistakes, failures, and lessons learned on the way. Uh, I, it was funny. I was telling this to uh, my lead investor. Uh, he was like, I told him, look, what, you, when you read the book, you probably regret that you funded me. 
because <laughs> all I, I I put out all my very long reality, man. Like, yeah. So uh, that's really back. funny. But I think that's I think that's the way to learn, though. How do you think about now today versus um, just just today? That sense of urgency and knowing how important time is and execution is, and being patient and waiting for things to come. That's an excellent question. That's an excellent. I, I struggle with that every day. Um, so, yeah, in terms of urgency, I, I've I've learned that uh, good things happens to those who wait while they hustle. Hmm. So, the, the, so there are things that inherently just take long. There are processes in life that just take a long time by nature. Whether you are talking about enterprise sales, where you're talking about fundraising, where you're talking about like having a baby, six nine months, right? But that's outside of your control. There are things inside of your control that you can do. There are things that you can learn. There are ways to prepare. There are different processes you can run parallel to each other. And again, I'm a big fan of like optimizing, not for results, but, but for learning. And when you take that approach, you, you're less upset right, at the results. And you know the best case study for that is just fundraising. Right? Um, what one of the, the, the narratives I shared uh, in, in the book is when we went to raise our Series A. Uh, so we went to raise the Series A in 2017, uh, and we were out market uh, one month in, and we had 20 meetings, no results. 50 meetings, no results. 100 meetings, no results. 144 meetings, one yes. Hmm. That was in August 2017. I had just gotten married. I was super excited. I was on top of the world. I, I got a $10 million term sheet from one of the five biggest banks in the United States. I'm excited. But banks being banks, they take a long time to do diligence. Uh, so we signed the term sheet, and it's a two-month time frame. Uh, and at the end of two months, I was going to actually fly to Phoenix for a conference. And in, in that conference, I was going to announce the deal. $10 million term sheet with a bank, and we have a customer. Boom. Three days before the closing, I get a call from my contact at the bank. Edricio, there's somebody I need you to speak with. And he sounded not exciting. I take the call outside of the office because I suspected something. And the gentleman under the line, he's in Texas, but has a German accent. So immediately I was thrown off. <laughs> he tells me, Edricio, we decided that we're not going to do this deal. And immediately that hit me like a... Mac truck, George. Oh. <laughs> uh, I didn't know what to do. I tried to bargain. So you're gonna do five million, four, three, two, one? No, we're not gonna do it. Mind you, I I only have four weeks of runway. I say, I well, I'm flying to this conference anyway. I and I'm not going back in the office until I fix this. I take my I take the flight from to New York to Phoenix. I meet with about thirty five investors. Some of them say no, some say maybe, and one says, yes, come over. But that one investor, uh, their partners are in Mexico. So I need to fly Phoenix to Mexico. No problem. Lots of flights. I get on a plane from Phoenix to Mexico. What happens, if you recall in 2017, there was an earthquake in Mexico, uh, one of the largest earthquakes on record. That happened the same day I was flying to Mexico. We do an emergency landing. My meeting gets pushed and I said to myself, you know what? I will not get on that plane until I unscrew the situation. 
uh, we're either going to go bankrupt or I'm, but I'm not going to go get on that plane. So I wait for about a week. I get my meeting. It's in Spanish. I never really pitched in Spanish, but I nailed it, George. I got, I got the yes almost the same day. And I took that yes and I ran it all the way to an $8 million Series A, which we announced on the Wall Street Journal in November 2017. Yeah, so... Nice job, man. Thanks. Thank you, brother. And it's the ups and flows, ups and flows of the journey. Things like that happen all the time. But it's uh, because of the experiences that I had uh, early on, it, it allowed me to be better prepared for those types of situations. A thousand percent. And just yeah. instead of it's like, oh, well, you know, I, I guess we'll go do something else. Like, no, I'm not going to stop yeah. until I unscrew the situation or I, you know, I fix this or whatever it takes. And if I need to fly to Mexico and if there happens to be an earthquake while I'm flying there and I have to wait a week, then I'll do that. And if I have to do it in Spanish, <laughs> exactly. even though I don't really know, I'm, that's not something I do all the time, then I'll do that too. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just that approach, that mentality, and that, that and the attitude that I, I discuss in that in the book that th- things will go wrong as a founder, as an entrepreneur. You can't control how things happen, but you can't control how you react to them. Life is ten percent what happens, ninety percent how you react to them. And having the approach and the attitude, uh, you know, the stoic mentality, if you will, that that things will go wrong, but it's how you react to them and how you approach them with, with, with the mindset that really makes you a winner. Amen. What if they would have asked you to dance or throw a fastball? <laughs> Thank God they did it, man. I've gotten better at the dancing part, the baseball part never. I'm, I'm great at fantasy baseball, though. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm forfeiting my league right now. Nice, nice. <laughs> Someone tells me you would have figured it out. <laughs> as do you think my, my my perception as as you just kind of look out and you're looking at social media and reading stuff on the internet is that we are experiencing a time where a lot of people are leaning into victimhood and almost celebrating victimhood which is contrary to your entire existence do you think that that's a real thing that's going on right now or is it overblown no, I agree with the sentiment. I, I think you are right. I, I think that uh, a, a lot of folks, um, and I think it comes from a good place. I think it comes from an uneducated place, unfortunately, uh, of getting what you want and what you need. Um, and, and I think that what, what tends to happen is, unfortunately, there's not a lot of folks out there reaching out to those folks and kind of providing a different perspective, which is part of the reason why I wrote the book. I take a dramatic, dramatically different approach to it. And, and look, life is effed up. Things will happen. And life is not fair. Uh, but there's different ways, different mindsets, mentalities that can help you get to a particular goal. It's all about the goal. And it's all about, like, how do I shift the mindset? How, what can I do in order to radically improve my chances of getting to that goal? And that's what I go into depth in, in the book, right? In the book, I have a chapter called Find Your Fuel. And, and I talk about, you know, one of the lessons I learned is that to win the game, you got to understand the game. You know, and when it comes to VC specifically, you need to understand how VCs operate, you know, what, what are their mandates, 
how they think, how to make selections. And, you know, myself included, I didn't know that early on. And, you know, I was someone that got angry a lot at VCs, but helping understanding what happens behind the scenes, not only you can empathize more, but it improves your chance of success. Yeah, I appreciate that. And being able to effectively channel all those emotions that you undoubtedly go through, that we all go through from being pissed off, angry and excited and elated and being able to just keep doing what you need to be doing, sometimes in spite of those or sometimes because of those feelings. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly right. One of the things I I talk about in the book is this notion of, of stoicism. Uh, in, in the last chapter, uh, you know, I, I talk about how I was going through uh, in 2020, which is a dark time for a lot of us. Uh, you know, in, in my personal situation, you know, I, I my wife and I had just you know miscarriage our first baby. I lost my grandmother to, to COVID. Uh, I had lost my co-founder, we had parted ways, and he was my best friend for 15 years. And my other co-founder wanted me out of the company, so I was like temporarily out. So I, all these things happened like stacked in like one six month time frame and i just felt it's kind of this deep bout of depression and just kind of like lack of self-belief and that's when i picked up the book um uh, on stoicism uh called meditations by uh marcus aurelius and i stumbled upon like one quote that just completely kind of radically shifted my mindset which was the impediment to action advances action what stands in the way becomes the way and that's when really this mindset for me you know he you know, Marcus Aurelius, you know, the Roman emperor, he opens the book by just thanking everyone that doubted him and that tried to kill him while he was emperor. And he talks about how those things actually made him stronger. You know, the, the concept of what doesn't kill you makes you stronger is a stoic belief comes from that book. Um, and it's a pretty interesting mindset that to adapt. And it's been adopted by a lot of entrepreneurs because it is so practical. It's become kind of a, entrepreneur's religion if you will if there is such a thing uh, because it's so functional and practical and pragmatic uh so you know i was going to write i was going to uh, actually title the book the stoic founder <laughs> for a while but that, that book definitely changed my mind and my, my life in terms of how i approach everything and from that you know i got out of my funk and went up actually raising a, a series B from SoftBank and City, and then got interest from MasterCard and kept growing the business and wound up selling to MasterCard uh, kind of a year later. I love it. Doesn't kill me, makes me stronger. The entrepreneur's religion. It's yes. funny, you know, you just never know. You open the book and you read a sentence written thousands of years ago and it just hits you like a truck, you know? Yeah, it did for me, man. I was, uh, was God sent. I was I was just looking randomly. I'm a big reader, uh, so I'm just I'm just looking at random. But I wanted to look at something different, and just stumble upon that on Amazon, order it, and lo and behold, kind of just completely, radically changed my paradigm. Amazing, as your book will do for someone else. So. Amen. Drizio, thank Amen. you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you and how can they get a copy of The Underdog Founder, How to Go from Unseen to Unstoppable? Thank you, George. So they can go to my website, evericiodelacruz.com. Excellent. 
Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Adriso your, your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to adriciodelacruz.com. It's E-D-R-I-Z-I-O-D-E-L-A-C-R-U-Z.com. And check out all the great resources. Get your copy of The Underdog Founder and track along and follow along with all things Idrisio there. Thanks again, Idrisio. Thanks so much, George. I really appreciate it. And until next time, remember, do your part by doing your best.